When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mutation, it is the key to our evolution. It has enabled us to evolve from a single-celled organism into the dominant species on the planet. This process is slow, normally taking thousands and thousands of years. But every few hundred millennia, evolution leaps forward. Welcome to Fury's Finest, a podcast devoted to discussion of Marvel Crisis Protocol. My name is Jesse Aiken, and I am joined in 2021... By my co-host and good friend, Chris Bruffett. Chris, how you doing? Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, Jesse. I'm doing wonderfully. I hope this episode finds you all well. It's been a little crazy lately. A little bit. Hopefully that will be passing soon. Yeah, and it's a new year and there's a lot of great things on the horizon that I am really looking forward to for all the reasons, Chris. And I'm really happy to be back in the show. We're still in the throes of X season, which is very exciting, but we had a fun idea that we thought was really worthwhile doing this episode before we jump back into the X season next episode. And we kind of just wanted to reflect, reminisce, discuss, and just kind of think about 2020 on Fury's Finest because our show launched in October of 2019, the very end of 2019, essentially. And then 2020 was the bulk of our content. We got through our first full year, of course, October to October. But more importantly, Chris and I just wanted to sit and think about this with you listeners. Thank you, listeners. And also welcome all the new people to the show. But what are you thinking about this, Chris, that we've come October to October, and now we're in January of 2021. What do you think about that for Fury's Finest? In some ways, it feels like we just started. Right. In some ways, it feels like 2021 was two or three separate years in and of itself. It's really cool. It's a really interesting experience. I've loved it. I'm glad everyone's still listening. It makes me just so happy to know that we're actually, you know, gaining listeners and everything as well. All the time. Thank you uh, to all the new folks listening. And yeah, man, I'm just, I'm really excited to explore some new characters this year. Explore new characters, new, hopefully, game mechanics, and also just new ideas for the show. You guys have been hopefully enjoying the X season because that's kind of a new experiment that we're doing on the show where we're, of course, doing our standard episodes and we'll never break that format. But some of these side episodes have been really fun to to produce, to write, to work on to hang out, things like the commentary series between Chris and I, but also things like, Chris, our recent discussion on the future of the MCU with all the new TV shows and movies. Seems like you guys really like that content because Chris and I are really passionate about, of course, the story, narrative, characters, and the comics of the Marvel Universe. And of course, the MCU fits right into all that. So we're hoping to do more of that content too, because Chris, 2020 is going to be a great year for the MCU. I'm so excited, man. Yeah. I've been buying buying new key issues. Oh, there you go. Some of my most liked, you know, kind of off the beaten path type characters 
mm-hmm. are going to be showing up in the MCU on Disney Plus this year. So, of course, their books started to skyrocket. And, of course, I didn't have any copies yet. I went out and got a uh, first appearance of She-Hulk. Love it. And I got the uh, first appearance of Kate Bishop. Perfect. Yeah, man. I'm just excited. I'm, I'm so excited to uh, watch these shows, talk about these shows. Hopefully we can get some cool guests to bring some uh, interesting perspective on, you know, on some of these recap shows and things. Yeah, we're a mere few days away from WandaVision dropping. First episode of WandaVision dropping, which is super exciting. And I'm just excited about Chris how this is going to be a new chapter in the MCU like you and I have talked about so much. They're kind of free of the first phases that they've been in for some time, and now they're branching into television, which is a lot more expansive medium. I think there's going to be really great stories that they're going to tell and really surprising things that we're not ready for, which is what I'm the most looking forward to. Well, if you really want to think about it, they're going to be telling these comic book stories in a long-form story format this go-round. Instead of the, you know, one and a half to two plus hour movie. So there's going to be a chance for a lot more character development, a lot more B plots. I really think that if WandaVision crushes it, we're going to be in for a really, really fun ride. I think you're right there. And let's also talk about, Chris, that, you know, Tong Mass released 61 minis in the first year and they're just getting started. That's a quote directly from them. And they, of course, are just previewing models left and right right now for this new year of 2021 for MCP. I do think the release schedule will be a little bit slower, which is good for the game as a whole because it needed to be at that aggressive pace year one. Year two, they can kind of space models out a little bit more and kind of give us time to really enjoy them. But I just can't wait for what is to come for this wonderful game. And, you know, I mentioned they put that one year 61 characters and we're just getting started. Well, of course, in that, Chris, you and I haven't talked about this yet on the show. And of course, we're excited about this, but they showed six new photos of some small details and a lot of it's hidden from view. But we know these six characters that are on here. We've got War Machine, Mysterio, Luke Cage, one of Chris's favorite, Iron Fist, Sam Wilson, Captain America, and my favorite villain, Carnage. And that's just their tease at the start of the year. And we we know the Inhumans are about are right around the corner, too. You'd think they could save something for later. <laughs> Uh, I think they're saving a lot for later. And this is just them getting started, which is what a crazy, crazy time to be an MCP fan, to be a Marvel fan. They just keep coming, Chris. It's great. And that's what we want to talk with you guys about today, like where we've been the past year, where hopefully the podcast and the game is going over the next year, and just how excited we are to get into it. So I think we just need to get into it, Chris. Let's do it. So Chris, in January of... 2020, you and I were finishing up the core set because we had basically done our first episodes, introducing the podcast, introducing the game, introducing the game mechanics. And then we just dove deep into the standard Furious Finest episodes going through the core set, you know, hero and villain alternating. We ended in January early on with Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow and Helmut Zemo, Baron Zemo. What were your thoughts at at that point about what was going on? Hulk and Modoc had come out, and then Wakanda was just coming out. So what were your thoughts on that, Chris? Well, at the time, we didn't really realize just how good Modoc would end up being. Yeah, we knew he was super good. We powerful, knew he was super not. good, but man, he has just driven the game for a little bit. I thought Hulk was a lot better than he turned out to be, but he's still so fun. 
he's more of a niche pick, which I think is the true shock for everybody. Not that he's not good, because I will stand by that he's great, but he's more of a niche pick. Yeah, the stars have to kind of be aligned for him. Correct. I do remember going through, you know, these early episodes and, you know, trying to find my my pace as yes. far as the lore goes. And I think my favorite character out of out of what we're just talking about here, Wakanda and Hulk and Modok, I think my favorite character to really get into lore-wise was Black Panther. Absolutely. Yeah. He's just he's so interesting, he's so deep. Such a rich character for everything he represents. And diving back into that was really fun given the timing on on 2020 and everything that Black Panther can mean and and the loss of Chadwick Boseman it just i don't know it was it's my favorite memory from that group i would agree chris because you know like you said we were working really hard on the show at that time episodes took us even longer to make and they still take us quite a while to make it's just we really wanted to get it right early on with this core set with Hulk and Modok which are iconic characters and of course the Wakandans but the standout of course, is Black Panther, and he's got a really rich lore. We referenced him recently in our Storm episode. We said, go back and listen to our Black Panther episode to bring yourself in the full circle of their marriage, all the intricacies of Wakanda and things like that. Yeah, I learned a lot. I it was really exciting time, and it was exciting time for the game, too, because it was essentially probably the height of the game before the pandemic started coming around. The pandemic mm, started coming around yeah. the next waves, which we'll get to in a minute, but really, people were going to stores. They were playing with Wakanda. They're playing with the Corset. They're playing with Hulk and Modok all over the place, of course, because they're just such iconic models. You know, so we had Avengers, Cabal, and Wakanda. And then, of course, Venom was tagged on the end of Wakanda just as a standalone expansion. So we're seeing Venom everywhere. I had a fun time doing our Venom episode. A trend we're going to see with Fury's Finest going forward in a lot of ways. We had to trim a lot of the fat because Venom's got so many crazy storylines. You know, we've got different characters who are, are the symbiote's host. Of course, we only focus on Eddie Brock, but there's so many things that just involve the Venom symbiote as a character, specifically the Venom symbiote, not even the other symbiotes and just kind of it's offshoots and things like that. But that was fun as well. But of course, around this time, Chris, uh, I had some big changes in my life. I was for several months pre-pandemic mode because my wife and I were off and on in the hospital with her health and, you know, keeping our baby safe and healthy before the baby arrived. And of course, the baby came early and then we had a lot more time in the hospital spending nights in the hospital and you and I would find times to record episodes and yep. I'd find time to edit them and, and we, we would just get it out when we, when we did. And it was just a wild time because, you know, as all this was happening, you were in the process of your big life change as well, which was right. mo- moving to just an entirely different part of the United States from the Midwest. We are here to the East coast and then getting your new job as well. Right. Right. Learning a new job, trying to settle in and then trying to navigate the pandemic you know, and, and work stoppage. It was, uh, it was a tough time, man. It was definitely a tough time. Yeah. My job was put on hold for obvious reasons. Cause I was a home-based worker and you know, that, that changed of course. And you know, then we were on quarantine pre the pandemic, not COVID related at all flu and RSV season related because we had a preemie baby and we were on doctor's orders quarantine for quite a while. And then of course, yeah, the pandemic happens. I mean, 
so many things happened after that, of course, but you know, we were on full lockdown. I was out of work. My wife was working from home and it was a crazy time, man. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had other changes this year. Like that was a series of steps that led me to becoming just a full-time stay-at-home dad. So we switched to one income essentially way before I even made that change during the pandemic, we switched to one income and a lot of major changes happened and all for the best, because this has been one of the toughest years of my life. And of course my family's life, but I would probably say it was the best year of my life for the obvious reasons. There's also some really tough times there too, but now I have the greatest daughter in the world and I spend all day with her. And then at night I get to do what I love, have conversations with Chris and and other content creators and do content creation stuff at night and uh, my production and stuff. So it's, it's a great thing, but there was a lot of paths and twists and turns to get here, Chris. And, you know, meanwhile, you can kind of track what's going on in the world, what's going on in our lives with kind of the ebb and flow of the show as well. So we had Wakanda around that time, like I mentioned, we ended Wakanda with Okoye, of course, and that was early March. And then, of course, Venom, like I said, I did a short episode on the Incredible Hulk Ultimate Encounter, which was really fun. But then, of course, we jumped right into Asgard. And this was a really fun series. I think kind of kept us focused during this hard time. Obviously, we had a couple gaps in the month of April for obvious reasons. This is when Chris's move was in full swing. And this is when the pandemic, loss of job, new parents, all this stuff was in full swing for me. So, But we got through Asgard. We did. And we ended with Hela, which was super exciting to end on Hela. She is a very cool character. And I really think that Asgard is when this game really started to show that it was going to be deeper than we'd even thought. Yes, and it was going to be around for a long time, I think, too. Yes, I think that's when it sunk in. This is real, and this is really, really, really good. I mean, I liked it, but I didn't know that it was really, really, really good, if that makes sense. Kind of like your favorite movie might not be a good movie at all. Yeah, that's true. Turns out my favorite tabletop game is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, and of course, you know, something Chris and I want to tackle this year is maybe a, when you're first getting into the game, what are some fun expansions, things that you might lean into, uh, affiliations might lean into. One of my votes, Chris, is certainly going to be Asgard and picking up the Thor and Valkyrie box because, man, you want to talk about value and exciting characters. I mean, this is Prince Thor and we've got Valkyrie, who is potentially my favorite three threat in the game and has been since she came out. She's very cool. And then you've got characters like Loki and Hela in another box who are just these crazy different characters. It's a great time. We had fun doing their lore. If you haven't heard those, definitely check them out. We had a lot of fun. But of course, after Asgard, Chris, Vision and Winter Soldier, we did these episodes. Vision is probably potentially one of my favorite episodes we've done on the lore and MCU lore side. I think it was probably one of my favorites. It was fun. It was good. I've always had a very positive memory of Vision because I found some of my dad's old comic books, 15 some odd years ago. And one of those comic books was uh, Vision's first appearance. Wow. And it was it was very cool. And I've always, you know, every time I think of Vision, I think of that. I think my love of Vision even grew more, Chris, with the MCU. And then, of course, us doing content like this show, because I've dug a little bit deeper into him on reading. And also, you know, you said something along the lines of on, our, on that episode, you said something along the lines of Vision is the data of the Marvel Universe. And oh, it yeah. is one of my favorite characters of all time. So it just makes perfect sense 
why Vision's so great and why Paul Bettany did such a good job with the character and why I can't wait so much for WandaVision. But I have some really fond memories of Vision. We did Winter Soldier. We learned a lot and I had fun doing Winter Soldier too. Once again, Chris, through the efforts of our show and through Atomic Mass making just a good game. Characters I care about less, I care about more. (laughs) It's crazy. That's absolutely for sure. And Winter Soldier is one of those characters for me, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He is not a character that resonates with me. I think he's a very good character. I loved Ed Brubaker bringing him back right in his Captain America run. I love those stories. There's a lot of good about him, and he's a lot, in a lot of great stories, so don't take this the wrong way. He's just never really interested me that much. It's just not archetypes I resonate with, but man, does he play like the Winter Soldier would play on the tabletop? It's true. You know, we saw him everywhere for a, for a while. Rogue Agent, yeah. Yeah, Rogue Agent. And he still shows up, but yeah, that was that was an interesting episode to research. Yeah, it was just fun to do. And then, of course, Chris, we had some big, big things that happened on the show. So I launched the interview series, which I will be returning to this year. There's just been so much content for MCP that we have to get through. The interview series will pop back on times when we're not inundated with content from Atomic Mass Games. But of course, I had two episodes of the interview series. First one with two people I greatly respect and admire and peers of mine and just, you know, wonderful content creators. You know, first one, of course, Sarastro of Sarastro's Painting. I've been following his videos since his first Zombicide video. So to have him on the show was a wonderful treat. And man, he had such wonderful things to say about MCP, Marvel, Fury's Finest, and painting. And it's just, it was just a great time to have him on i'd love to do something with him in the future again but it was a blast i loved those episodes you did a great job thank you the second episode i had was even easier because i had one of my good friends and that's zach bunn of team covenant come on and just talk about his love of this game and how team covenant intends to support it going forward in the future and all the things that he was excited about for the coming year and that's a really fun episode to listen to if You know, I know a lot of people follow Zach's content as they should. It's some of the highest quality gaming content out there, but I think it's a really fun episode to listen to, to hear Zach's story about how he, how he got to where he was today is, you know, one of the things I respect the most, Chris, about anyone that's creating content is just people that are creating things and putting them out there in the world for other people to enjoy or to, you know, partake in. That to me is one of the highest callings. And when you hear people's stories about how they stuck with it, how they kept doing more and more and more and putting more content out and you know really pushing themselves and you see the progression you know i admire it because it's more than just passion you know it's it there's always times when you're tired right or it's not a time when you want to create content or you want to you know keep the the schedule or whatever it is but we've seen people like sarastro and zach bunn are a great example to learn from i think oh absolutely I mean, wonderful content creators running a business, you know, you have to take that advice. You have to listen to that uh, yeah. when it, when that comes around, man. Well, and Zach's episode was super interesting. I, I just highly recommend listening to it because it's like, I even learned a couple of facts about my own friend that were just sub little details that I was like, oh man, these are more details that I knew before. This is great. Like him running tournaments out of the back of his uncle's video rental store in small town, Oklahoma and running these tournaments and, you know, just orchestrating all this stuff at such a young age, you know, 12 years old and things like this. The seeds were there, you know, it was, it was started then. Absolutely. It, It was very good. So of course, after the interview series, 
we moved into Chris, one of our most successful episodes of all time, as in, I think the content we got into it. And also the amount of listeners that have checked this episode out are atomic mass games, Gen Con 2020 online episode, where we went through every single announcement that they talked about at Gen Con 2020. Some of them haven't even come fully around yet. Like a lot of this defender stuff that's coming out in the future, you know, that was a fun episode to make a tough episode to make. And you and I had to, temper our excitement too because there was so much we wanted to say about every announcement that was hard it's <laughs> hard <laughs> we could have done a whole episode on every announcement it felt like you know when you and i start going we just really get going we get going yeah we we love this stuff and we want you guys to love it too so hopefully our gen con episode not only kind of gave you an idea what's actually coming out over the next year but our kind of our thoughts of what it might look like or our excitement about it in the least you know and when we see things like you know art for luke cage but we didn't actually see luke cage's model yet and stuff i just love the way atomic mass gives us little snippets of things to plant the hype essentially you know and then basically they killed gen con no one came close to their gen con no one they were absolutely the shining stars of gen con not only did they execute everything at a very high level and they did everything right as far as promo went, but their announcements were huge. That's so true. Yeah, they blew the tops off Gen Con. People were checking out this game, Chris, that didn't even know it existed before. And that's right. exactly what you want. So it was a great time. So, of course, after Gen Con, Chris, we got Cosmic for quite a while. So we went through all the Guardians in order couple of them we clumped together, which made perfect sense. We clumped Rocket, Raccoon, and Groot together, Gamora and Nebula together, Star-Lord by himself, Drax and Ronan together. And then, of course, you know, we ended with Drax and Ronan. And we, once again, had to contain ourselves, I think, in these episodes. We had to contain ourselves. The Drax and Ronan episode was probably the most difficult episode of the year from a writing standpoint. Yeah. It was also very interesting because I think it might be the one I learned the most with. That would make sense. Yeah. It was really tough to get all that because if you listen to the episode, you learn, you know, Drax has a pretty complicated history, right? And then, of course, the Abnet Annihilation stuff, we were trying to get it all in there, but not go too far, let you enjoy it yourself, read these things. But Chris, you know, one thing has happened in 2020, I've become a huge Ronin fan, you know, that's something that's, there's been a change in me. Not that I wasn't a huge fan before, like I thought he was a great character, but me actually sitting down and reading all of the Cosmics series, learning this incredibly complex character like Ronan, I just really appreciate the character more than I ever have. And the MCU did not do him enough justice, but that's a story for another time. Oh, I agree. (laughs) So moving on to some of my favorite villains, and once again, 2020 made me love them even more, Chris, that is the Black Order. We, We did an episode on the Children of Thanos. This was a very cool episode. Doing the lore for all of the characters in one fell swoop was a challenge, right? but I felt very good about that episode. I really enjoyed it. Those characters were created by one of my favorite comic book writers of all time, So I thought that was very, very cool. And they're some of my favorite characters. The character design on them, like they're almost all great. They have wonderful names, great looks, cool powers. I just love the Black Order. Yeah. Shout out to Supergiant. You know, we talked about Mm -hmm. her in the episode. Miss you every day, baby. 
yeah, if you want to get more information on her, check it out because she's an awesome character as well. So of course, then Chris, we had another huge episode to be transparent with you listeners at home. Of course, we've got our news. We've got our kind of catch up. We've got our lore. We've got our MCU talk. And then we've got our strategy. Every single one of these episodes this year have been pretty tough to pull off in our format, Chris, in our basically our format that we try to get to you, the listener, you know, as most concise and information rich as we can. But some of these episodes have been pretty tough. And I, I, you know, I think we're in the throes of a lot of those, you know, this cosmic stuff, Thanos is a great example, the infinity gems. We got through it though, man, we got through it. I mean, we got that content down to an hour and 15 and we got all of Thanos's lore, all of Thanos's MCU lore, all of the gems in the game, Thanos in the game. And then of course the black order affiliation cards in these episodes as well. So they're really robust dense episodes very dense and it's unbelievable that a character like thanos was written by somebody and then of course the ways they've taken thanos over the years and kind of made him even richer oh yeah i just really appreciate it chris and he's he's truly one of the greatest villains because of his writing really and that's a big part of it too and i think the way he plays an mcp is absolutely wonderful how he's a control support piece that's exactly what we see in the comics and you know talking mass always leans the comic direction it seems oh that's why that's why i love them it's good yeah but they also don't neglect the mcu i like that too they give nods when nods are needed you know so of course after thanos we're done with cosmic and I got to do a very exciting episode that was caught me completely off guard, which was I got to talk with Will Schick and Will Pagani of Atomic Mass Games about the introduction and the permanency of the new banned and restricted list, which is now part of the game. The game is kind of a living document now. And they came on the podcast and we had a great talk. They gave us the cable spoiler. Just listen to it, guys. Those guys are great, great guys. If you want to see who's like running this game and running this company, I mean, you can hear it on the episode, you know? how great they are. So it was a privilege to have them on the show. I did not get to be on that episode, but it is still a privilege that they appeared in our feed. And I also want to say just a big shout out to the wills on how they rolled that banned and restricted list out. Absolutely. I thought that that, you know, kind of podcast media blitz, I thought that was a really wonderful way to engage with the players of this game and talk to them straight up, not through announcements or tweets or anything like that, as much as I love those and they do great with those. But I thought that was a wonderful way to roll out this thing that they probably knew was not going to be extra popular at the beginning. Yeah. And everyone's fully on board now, which, which is great. And you know, there's design space in the future, which is the most important part. Oh yeah. We were coming towards the, fall of the year. And of course we got our Hawkeye episode in and man, what an exciting episode it was. I learned so much about Hawkeye. I learned so much about why people love this character. And we also talked about his MCU appearances and, and how Hawkeye has been given kind of some discredit for no reason. A lot of times because he's surrounded by all these people with these crazy superpowers. And I hope we reframed the thought is that he's just a highly trained, skilled guy who can actually keep up with all these people with sometimes cosmic superpowers. And he's a glue guy. He's a a niche guy, the small role behind the scenes. But moreover, he's the star of one of my favorite Marvel (laughs) stories. Matt Fraction. Matt Fraction's Hawkeye. Please go read it. It's about Clint Barton when he is not an Avenger. And it will make you 
love the character. It's very different, as I said in that episode. Right. It is very different from the MCU Hawkeye. So be prepared and also prepare to be in love with Kate Bishop. It's going to happen. Pizza Dog, too. And let's not forget that one of the greatest issues of comics, I think, ever written is in this run, and that's Hawkeye number 19, where Clint, once again, I mean, minor spoiler alerts here, but please go out of your way to read this issue. If you've never read a comic book before, this, you need to read this one. But the entire issue is virtually textless. It's, it's all in American Sign Language. Oh my gosh. As uh, Clint communicates with his brother through sign language, and it's fantastic, and it's accurate. You can look up the translations of what they're saying. does not hold your hand for you, but you understand everything that happens throughout the issue purely through the art. It's amazing. Wow. Talk about representation. That's awesome. It's powerful. We also talked about, you know, Hawkeye and his giant form as well. You know, that's a whole nother topic, which maybe we get to in the future, Chris, in this game. Who knows? You know, some giant man stuff or even just Hank Pym being giant, you know? I hope not. I don't like that guy. Well, a lot of people don't like that guy as they should, but that was his thing in comics for a while. You know, the giant, the giant Ant-Man. So sure. Sure. Because right now we have Scott Lang. I love Scott Lang, though. We did two episodes back-to-back, which I am a huge fan of. And these were actually complicated in a different way, Chris. That is Miles Spider-Man and Gwen Stacy Ghost Spider or Spider-Gwen. We did these two episodes back-to-back. And I say they were difficult in a different way because these are newer characters. These are some of the newest characters we have done on the show so far. So instead of our lore... MCU, you know, game content, all this stuff being so wide and we narrow it down. It was the opposite. They have a lot of stories that are new, but they really don't have this kind of sprawling timeline as characters because they're such new characters. So we kind of had a new hurdle to go over at that time. Wouldn't you agree, Chris? We did, but those episodes, I I remember them very, very fondly because I I love those characters. But moreover, I got to rewatch Into the Spider-Verse. Same. It's just very good. It's just very good. It might be the best Marvel movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's definitely one of the best superhero movies. That's a bold statement, but I really think it is. Those are great characters in the game, too, and they're characters that we are seeing just all over the place, as we should. You know, There's just these iconic Spider-People characters. So I can't wait to return to just more Spider-Man universe stuff with these Spider-Villains coming out in the future. Just can't wait, Chris. So then, of course, we had our X season announcement where we said, we're not going to do Ant-Man. We're not going to do the defenders. We're going to put all that stuff together when the rest of the defenders and stuff come out. And we're going to go full X-Men because of course the Gen Con announcement and then all the X-Men content that has come out. We did our Cyclops episode, our storm episode, our beast, our Wolverine. And now we are starting soon on the brotherhood, but more importantly too, Chris, we did our first episode of the X community where me and Omnis just gruelingly just, built a list from nothing to a full list. I really enjoyed that though. That was a lot of fun. A lot of people have reached out and said it's a really a fun episode that they would like to see return every once in a while on the show. And I I think it's a good idea because it it. it is pretty free form and different from our Chris and I's normal content where we try to give you, you know, a formatted podcast, but man, was it fun. Omnis and I were just going back and forth, you know, decision trees left and right, you know, which way are we going? Are we choosing these two threats or these three threats? Um, that was a long episode that I edited a lot to get it to a digestible format because it was just, you know, it was just 
we had so many good conversations and I can't wait to do more content with Omnis, but the X community, something that we're going to continue in the future. But, you know, also Chris, moreover, you and I released our Cerebro commentary, our first commentary, full transparency. I mean, I go to bed early now because I have to wake up early because I'm a full-time stay-at-home dad. And man, we were staying up super late. <laughs> we we had been so tired. <laughs> we had been recording Wolverine earlier, you know. That was a long day of podcasting. It was good. Yeah. And we, we had a lot of fun. Got to hang out in person, of course, which was exciting. It is exciting. I'm bummed that the pandemic and, of course, holidays, you know, kept us from hanging out more on the commentary series in person. But we're going to do several more over the internet, which is going to be really good. And I think will be probably pretty similar experience, Chris, because all the tech we got from 2020 of watching things together advanced so quickly. So I'm looking forward to that, but I hope you guys enjoyed that. It seems like a lot of you guys listen to that and it's pretty a niche thing because uh, you have to sit down with the movie press play the same time as us. But I think it's actually a really fun experience because you're watching the movie, which is a fun experience in itself, but then you get to hear Chris and I you know, in the middle of the night, super tired, but also having a lot of fun enjoying the movie, making fun of parts of the movie, uh, Chris cringing a little bit, but also then being really impressed by the acting. You know, it's just this back and forth constantly with these X-Men movies. It's kind of the name of the game, Chris, I think with these movies and uh, we're buckling in. It's a very colorful palette. It is. It's a lot of roller coastering, you know? Oh, there's the plots are just so bad. <laughs> this is rough. Oh. We're looking forward to doing more of those, but that brings us to where we are now, which is we're still in the X season and we're starting the Brotherhood next episode. So watch out. Definitely watch out. We're getting into, I think, some of the most nuanced elements of Marvel coming up soon, Chris. Some of it with things like Magneto and the Brotherhood and, and some of their their villain ideals, you know, and are they really villains? These are great questions we can ask ourselves going through this timeline of characters. And of course, after the Brotherhood, we're going to get back into right where we left off with, of course, the Defenders and then, of course, the Spider-Foes, or like we like to call them, the Sinister Six or the Spider-Villains, when they come to the game fully. But that's just a quick summary of what we did over the past year. And I know a lot of listeners have been on that journey with us. And I think it's pretty interesting too, Chris, because you can listen to our episodes and you can get kind of a recap of our lives. It's something that's so great about podcasts. We stick to the format, but we also talk with what's going on in the game in the world and our lives at the front of episodes sometimes it's not only exciting that we got through all these characters and all this content and we got it out to the listeners but we also kind of we've got this is time capsuled you know it's a pretty crazy time it is kind of a wild time and it'll be interesting to introduce your daughter to these to this podcast when she's old enough i can't wait to listen to it with her <laughs> That's that's pretty good, Chris. Yeah, I was thinking like Chris and I put out 50 episodes roughly in a year. And then on my other shows, I did, you know, anywhere from 20 to 30 episodes. I was just thinking about how many episodes I produced over 2020. It was getting a high number. And I was like, maybe I'll just stop counting because, you know, you can <laughs> compile all these episodes one day and probably an AI can recreate my voice and my, you know, the things I say over and over again, yep. like we all do, you know, this is how it's going to be. So I love that this content's out there and we just get to hang out not only with each other, but with the listeners every week. We're in a new year where, you know, the holidays are over, our break's over, we're going back full swing in, and I'm really excited to read some Marvel, Chris, uh, watch some movies, play the game more, learn more about the game, strategize, all these things we do every week. I'm really looking forward to it. I am too. 
But Jesse, I want to put you on the spot right here. We did okay. not discuss this pre-show, folks. I'm I'm really blindsiding Jesse with this one. What character that's coming up next year? We know quite a few of the characters that are coming up. What character are you looking forward to the most to learn about? To learn about? Ooh, that's the good question. Or what episode are you looking forward to the most for next year at this point in time? Because, of course, that's going to change. We're going to do an episode for some character we did not expect to like, and we're just both going to fall in love. You know what's going to happen. But right now. Well, I'll give you two answers to this. The first answer is going to be kind of lame because if anyone of the show knows me and Chris knows me, some of my favorite villains of all time are Spider-Man villains. So the two episodes I'm looking forward to the most right now are Carnage and Mysterio because they come together in a pack, I'm assuming. I'm just looking forward to doing their episodes because they're two of my favorite villains. But my second answer, Chris, is actually, I think, a better answer, which is the episode I'm looking forward to the most as of right now of things we know that are announced is our mini Inhumans series, because I don't know much of anything about the Inhumans and I want to learn and I want to enjoy them. We're going to make you watch that terrible ABC show oh, to man. learn about them. I'll do what needs to be done for the listeners. Get to work. I'll try. I'll try. I'm not watching it with you, by the way. That's all you, bud. Okay. Oh, man. I mean, that Lockjaw CGI is not even good either. It's a bummer. Well, it's, yeah. It's just a bummer. But no, I'm really looking forward to the Inhumans because they're one of my blind spots in Marvel, and there's something that I know... Some people sometimes just similar to Hawkeye, just kind of push them to the side and say, oh, they're lame or they're not cool enough or they're, they're quasi fake X-Men. I understand all these things people are saying, but I want to give them a full shot and I want to learn about them and I want to hopefully be wowed by their design in the game. And I think I will, Chris, because we know oh, absolutely. And I just can't wait to play him. And I think Lockjaw is going to be in all my lists because I just want a dog in my list. <laughs> I've got a couple for you. Yeah, I know you do. I got a couple here too. It's just <laughs> Chris and I are just animal lovers through and through and just bringing a dog now to the game as my 10 models. It's just more me. So I think it's just something that resonates with me in a different way that might not even be strategic at all. You know, I might just be bringing Lockjaw because I'm just an animal lover, a man with many pets. So I'm really looking forward to their episodes because I know all the characters' names. I know all their costumes. I know all their superpowers. And I know a little bit about their lineage and their lore, but it's from other comics. So I'm really excited to learn about them. And of course, I'm looking forward to that carnage and that mystery episode. So I'm going to flip this question to okay. you, Chris. So I'm going to, I'm going to do the same thing. Maybe one that's a little bit more obvious, something you're looking forward to. And then secondly, something you're looking forward to learning about that you don't know as much about. Oh, interesting. So maybe a character that's coming to MCP for the first one, like that you're excited about, like we know Danny Rand and Luke Cage are coming, for instance, characters you know more about. You would think that my answer would be Iron Fist, but no, sir. Okay. No, sir. My answer actually is Daredevil. Okay. Okay. I am very excited to dive back into the Bendis Maleev run. Correct. I'm very excited to cover some of the newer stuff that Charlie Soule has done. And moreover, I just think Daredevil is a wonderful character. He's growing on me a lot lately. I'm becoming a mega fan of him as well, Chris, from the television show to some of the newer comics to just learning about how soft of a spot he is in Stan Lee's heart. You know, these are things that absolutely really resonate with me. And of course, we've talked about he's a, a different version of Spider-Man, which really resonates with me as well. So I was not even thinking in that headspace because, you know, we are, of course, going to cover characters that we didn't get through in 2020 
because the X-Men, yes, Daredevil is high on my list as well. So what's a character that's coming out potentially this year that you're just excited to learn more about that you might not know as much about? That's going to be She-Hulk. Okay. 100%. Great answer. I am excited. I think Jennifer Walters is an absolutely fascinating character. I really, really think Marvel should push her more. I'm really struggling not to say this phrase here, but I'm going to have to. I think she's a wonderful character for women's empowerment. Yeah. Well, I think that's something they're probably going to pursue on this show. Uh, Well, I hope they do because she deserves, I mean, she's a character. She doesn't deserve anything, but I think that character is worthy of more attention. I think that character is worthy of more pop culture notoriety. I think that character has a lot of stories to offer that could be new and different and fun. I'm all about it. I'm all, I'm really excited to learn more about her as well, Chris. She's high on my list, huge Bruce Banner fan. And I've always wanted to learn more about her and, you know, she's really powerful too. And then of course we've kind of got the Matt Murdoch thing going on again, like all the proceedings in the courtroom, like how, how much presence and just how smart she is in the courtroom are, are things that are, can't be understated with her character. Aside from her superpowers, you know, and I know that's something we're going to get into. I don't know what it says about me that both the characters I picked out were lawyers. I was thinking about that. They also interact a lot too. So interesting decisions. So very good questions, Chris. You know, things like our spider foes episodes coming up, those just going to be so fun. Like we're going to be doing green. Those are going to be really fun. Yeah. Just goblin and then Mysterio and carnage. And then maybe in 2021 talk mass will announce more additions to the spider foes list. One could hope and be excited for any announcements they make because everything they keep announcing just sounds so awesome, Chris. And what is the Gen Con 2021 announcement going to be? Oh, how are they going to top themselves? And I hope it's with Rhino and Shocker. I'd be up there for me. I'd be, I'd be a fan of that, but there's also so many things we know that are coming like Sam Wilson, Captain America. I mean, I'm really excited to do Sam Wilson. How are we going to approach that episode? Cause I'm really excited to do that. Like Sam Wilson, the Falcon, and then tag on his Captain America efforts at the end. I think it depends on how atomic mass presents him to us. Correct. If he, if atomic, and it looks like they might be doing this. Looks like Based they're doing on that Captain spoiler America. picture. Yeah, if, picture. if they're giving us Captain America, Sam Wilson, then we will cover him as Captain America. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's it's great. There's so much to talk about. Like Chris and I have talked about before, we can't keep up with the release schedule on our podcast, so we're just going to keep trucking along, keep doing our content and the format that we like and it seems like you guys like, and we want to make this year better than last year. And last year was a great year of 50 episodes, Chris. So I'm really looking forward to more content on the show, more hangs with Chris and more just learning together, not only as Chris and I, but you, the listener alongside us, because the whole point of our show, Chris, is to learn about Marvel together, learn about these Marvel characters and MCP together and get more people into this wonderful game and grow this community. It doesn't matter if you're casual. It doesn't matter if you're the most competitive player in the world. We want you to be part of our community and just spread the love of this universe and this game. And then hopefully Chris and I can always try to give this to you in the best format and discussion we can present weekly. And that's just our goal. We're trying real hard. Beast was uh, a tough episode and I'm really, really proud of it. It was a good one. It was a good one. So we just, we can't thank you guys enough for following this this past year and now we're in a new year and a you know january and that leads me to chris of course the most important part of all this is we launched a show 
not only did we get subscribers and Apple reviews, which helped us out so much, but we actually have people that signed on to become patrons and have stuck with us and are still patrons of this show and supporting the show. Essentially, like you guys are, you guys are the best because you are paying our hosting fees and you are paying for Chris and I's hobby, which is how more could we thank you than that? So we just want to mention the Patreon. So every episode we talk about our Patreon and this is just a little bit more special because anyone that was a patron in 2020, especially during the hard times, we can't thank you enough. It really is humbling to think that you guys have stuck with us this long. It does mean the world to us. It absolutely does. So once again, we're just going to thank all our patrons, and but we're going to thank our patron producers. That's Matthew R. and Brett C. They've kind of become the ultimate patrons, you know, giving the highest tier to the show every month. And we cannot thank them enough. And we'll, of course, we'll be thanking more patrons in future episodes, but we just want to thank all of you right now because we continue because of the patrons. And if the Patreon continues to grow, Chris and I will continue to do this content and continue to do more content. So it's the number one way to keep us going and keep getting this content out to everyone else. But, you know, we've always talked about time and time again, Chris, on the show, the show will always be free. All of our content will always be free, but there are a couple of our listeners that decide to give us some amount every month and support the show directly. And they are wonderful people for that. Truly, truly the superheroes for Fury's Finest. And Chris and I have a lot of goals expanding the show in the future. And those are all kind of contingent on things like the Patreon and just more people listening. So if you want to support the show and some of our future endeavors, just check out the tiers on Patreon, follow us on social media, subscribe to us, and then word of mouth, just share the show with other people. Because if we continue to grow, Chris, and the Patreon continues to grow, I've got a lot of exciting ideas on the side that I really want to pursue. And this would be a way to do it. You know, cannot thank you enough. You can catch our streams of Marvel crisis protocol at twitch.tv slash furious finest. And once again, you can follow the show on social media. So that's Twitter at furious finest cast, Instagram at furious finest and facebook.com slash furious finest. If you ever need to email us, you can email us at furious finest at gmail.com. And like we said, you can leave us reviews on Apple podcasts. And those of you that continue to do so, thank you so much. Every review helps, and we are scaling the Apple algorithm, which is unfortunately something we have to do. It sucks, but you know, it's the game we play, and that's okay, because I love doing this show. If all of our listeners left us a five-star review, we would scale to the top of the Apple reviews. And what's unfortunate is I know at least half of you don't have an Apple device that you listen to us on. So it kind of puts the burden even more on the Apple people, unfortunately, you know, because like you just talked about, Chris, they've made it the thing. They've made the, the review thing. So yeah, if you have an Apple device, you haven't given us a review yet, please do because you're representing not only yourself, but half the listeners of Furious Finest who have Android and other devices who cannot leave us a review. But if everyone left us a review, Chris, we would have tenfold the reviews we have now. So it's just really helpful. We continue to get wonderful reviews every day and you guys keep us going too. Wonderful. So you can follow us on social media outside of the show. You can follow me, Jesse, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Jesse Aiken. That's J-E-S-S-E. E-A-K-I-N. Of course, on the Canon Cantina lately, we were doing Mandalorian content. We got some new plans for the new year with the higher public and things like that. So stay tuned. Chris, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Chris Bruffett, C-H-R-I-S-B-R-U-F-F-E-T-T, where I continue to just retweet people. (laughs) 
It's good. I want to hear what's he going to say. I'm not ready for what he's going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a, I did, I did make a couple actual tweets last week. I think one of them was good. Excellent. Uh, I might double check on it. Yeah, you'll have to search the search the feed for that one good tweet. <laughs> Guys, thank you. Thank you so much. Follow us. If you listen to the show, hopefully we bring value to your life in some way with this content, but more importantly, you bring value to our lives and you keep us going. We can't thank you enough. And we hope you are enjoying Marvel and Marvel Christ protocol as much as we are. If not, hopefully we can pass some of our enthusiasm on to you because Chris and I have talked time and time again, Chris, this game is so good and Marvel comics are so good that side characters I didn't care as much about before. I care a lot about because of this game and because of the wonderful writers at Marvel. Well, some of them we, we, we touch on the best parts. We touch on the best parts, but it does make me appreciate something I've always said, you know, is every Marvel character is someone's favorite Marvel character. And that's something that really resonates with me because even characters you think are lame, maybe the Scott Summers or the Hawkeyes of the world, that's someone's favorite Marvel character. And that really means a lot all the ways. And hopefully if anything, our show can examine some of those reasons why people like them so much, but also Chris, like examine why they're so fun to play an MCP. Oh, absolutely. And that's something we always strive to do is, is bring that lore around to show you what the designers are trying to get at. Yes. With the design on these characters to kind of wrap it all into a nice tight package for everybody. But one thing uh, I want to touch on you thanked all the wonderful writers there at Marvel, but let's not forget those artists. Oh my gosh. And something something we maybe need to make a better effort at doing is spotlighting the artists and some of the wonderful art Correct. Uh, with these characters. So maybe in 2021, we'll find a way to do that. Absolutely, Chris. Maybe one day we'll get to do a Moon Knight episode. And mm. I know you've got some artist spotlights for Moon Knight, for sure. Some good ones. Well, I'm thinking Daredevil right now, too. Ooh. That Bendis Maliv run, man. Alex Maliv. That a combo. That guy does, he does some stuff, dude. Art is arguably more important than some of the writings on some of these characters. Oh, 100%. Character design is a huge part of these characters. Why do you think Boba Fett was Correct. popular before he ever right. showed up? He was wonderful you know, And design. even when he did show up, what did he do? Nothing, you know? Yeah, he did a couple things, and it just stuck. That design stuck. I mean, we've talked about it time and time again, like Spider-Gwen, a modern creation right out the gate. Yeah, she was just, she was just kind of a what-if alt cover and... <laughs> because that design was so good that design was so well good points chris it was super good we will highlight some artists more in the as the years to come and and i just can't wait to get more into this wonderful game and uh this lore with you as we learn more together so maybe i'll know something about the inhumans when this year's over oh you will trust me <laughs> you're like oh just let me do it we'll do it black bolt is up there on the all-time cool rankings as far as characters go for me i'm already getting that vibe just from some of the stuff i read about him and other comics you know like infinity you know he's cool oh yeah so guys thanks for listening on this special episode it was kind of just a a recap and i look forward next episode hopefully you'll join us and we'll be jumping right into our brotherhood content so thanks for listening true believers excelsior excelsior